It's about history. It's about preservation. It's about sense of place here on Eastern Long Island. With Esperanza Leon, I'm Erwin Levy, and this is Our Hamptons. Esperanza, I think we're going back to Wayne Scott. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I told you, I can't not talk all about Wayne Scott. You just don't like to commute either. I mean, you know, you were, you're, and that's you, true. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're, <laughs> Keep you, things you, close. <laughs> you know, we're talking about Wayne Scott. You're talking from Wayne Scott. I mean, you know, really, I mean, how can, how can you beat it? But it, it, it's such an, it really is. It's a fantastic community. And we sort of ended the last episode about Wayne Scott, where we were talking on about the Wayne Scott Heritage Project and the Little House. And we are, we, I promise you, we're going to definitely get, get back to that. But uh, we were talking about, Esperanza and I were talking about this privately. We can't help it. Once we start talking, we get so enthusiastic that we start zigging to the left and to the right. And we just, there's just so much cool information. There that we is, want to it's, share. exactly. We, we can't help it. So you, you have to excuse that about us, but we're very enthusiastic. But we, I don't think any conversation about Wayne Scott is complete without talking about arguably, and we've talked about some great things, the post office and the old general store and the farms but if, and the school, but if there really, truly is a heart of Wayne Scott, you could argue it is the Wayne Scott Chapel and the Wayne Scott Sewing Society. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's actually probably the most recognizable landmark of Wayne Scott. You know, everybody that goes by there sees that building it's a white building looks like a little church and um across the street from that is one of the most exquisite vistas it's actually it's noted at it has statewide significance you know it's recognized by the state of new york as having significance as a as a as a viewshed um and that is uh, that was part of the osborne farm but that, you know, together, people, you see people painting there all the time. You, you, you could just pivot in all directions and it's just magnificent. And the view you're talking about is Wayne Scott Pond. Pond, yeah, Wayne Scott Pond, Wayne Scott the view Pond. to Wayne and, Scott Pond. And, yeah. the, and the old Osborne homestead, I guess they're Osborne homesteads across the way, aren't they, or were, uh, the ones that are adjacent to that. Pretty much region. all of that is Wayne, is Os uh, that part of Wayne Scott is all Osborne, yeah. Uh, yeah, and or was yeah, and, and to Esperanza's point, and the, even the, the fact that the state acknowledges this, it's also one of those places, um, very, very similar to when I when I talk about standing in front of the East Hampton Library, looking across at the cemetery and the Mulford Farm and everything. This this is a similar vista in the sense that it's relatively unchanged from what it was a hundred years ago. And hopefully, a hundred years from now, will be the same. Uh, but it is it is a breathtaking vista. And the interesting thing about Georgia Pond is now on the other uh, Wayne side. Scott. Of, Wayne Scott uh, Pond. Excuse me, Wayne Scott Pond. Uh, pardon me, Wayne Scott. The, the Pond. lesser known. The, the lesser known. Yeah, the poor man's pond, if you yes. will. And believe me, this is no poor person's pond. This is a spectacular body. But you can't see it from the ocean. The dunes block it from. If you're walking along the beach, you don't really see the pond. 
but you have a clear. Which is unlike Georgia Capon. That's why people know Georgia Capon so well, because you can see it from the beach. But right. Wayne Scott is only visible from Main Street, unless you climb the dune. Right, exactly. And it just, and it really, it really is beautiful. And the houses around it, the open space to the east of it, it is, it is really, it is really a beautiful, a beautiful vista. But the chapel itself, um, why don't we go down the road of the chapel and the Wainscot Sewing Society? Because they play such cool, they're such a cool part of the community still after all these years. Right. Well, you know, the Wainscot Sewing Society came out of the village, Wainscot Village Improvement Society, um, which was the organization that raised the funds to obtain this little chapel that we call the Wainscot Chapel. It's so it's really a community house. I mean, and originally it was it was, uh, you know, it was like a library. It was, you know, I think almost like a schoolhouse at times, you know, it was a gathering place for the community um, and had, you know, it really has no religious affiliation at all, even though it's called the Wainscott Chapel. Um, But it originated, um, it came from that building, came from, uh, it was an original Bridgehampton schoolhouse on Ocean Avenue. If you know, I know we said we'd never talk about restaurants, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but if you know Almond on the corner there of Main Street and Bridgehampton, this little schoolhouse was sort of behind where that building is. Um, and around 1910, as I said, the Village Improvement Society raised the money, land was donated, um, and they imagine this: they brought that building with a team of horses from Bridgehampton. I mean, I, I just, every time I think of buildings being moved, obviously there weren't all the, you know, electrical pole utility poles everywhere that were, you know, that are such a a nuisance nowadays for moving buildings. But I just try to picture that. And I have seen the pictures of this building in particular being moved and it's incredible. It's incredible or something similar anyway, not this, not the chapel, but, um, you know, in, in, I mentioned, uh, uh, Epstein and Barlow's history of East Hampton. And, uh, they say for many years, it's bell in the chapel called the village farmers and their families to evening hymn singing services and visiting ministers regularly came to preach. So it was originally a chapel, it no longer is. And that village improvement society morphed into or became the Wainscott Sewing Society, which is the organization that has been the steward of the chapel for so many years now. Right. And they, I remember reading, they, they do something with the Wainscott school, like the kids go there. That's right. They've always had, you know, in the past, they would have hot lunches and things like that. Kids that, you know, couldn't go home necessarily to, for lunch. That kind when of you were when you were talking to your husband about how important it was for you to live in Wainscott, was that part of the thing that entered your mind? Mo- oh, like, yeah, for sure. Kind of you life know, where- uh, yeah, because I grew up, you know, you'd go to the, like, the firehouse suppers right. and things like that. Right. Or the LVIS or right. the, you know, at the, the fair and they'd have the the barbecue after that kind of thing. And you were just surrounded by community and the uh, sewing society to this day still does a covered dish supper. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, like <laughs> They have a strawberry festival. That's a continuation of something the Osbournes used to do years ago. And it's just, it, retain, they are. It, 
retaining the history and exactly and, and very Mayberry-esque, if you will. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, We're yes. Like, I mean, talk about nostalgic, but yeah, it's definitely maintaining those that that tradition, those traditions. Just small town America, like really. So that's yeah. small town American life, and it's and that's which obviously resonates with the sewing society to this day. I mean, there's probably, it's probably a couple of generations of people active in this organization at this point, but that's just, that's fantastic stuff. So it totally yeah, resonates with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm totally down with it myself. I, I love it. It's a great story. It's a great story now and staying on Wainscott main street on the same side of the street, if we continue on. So then we get to the Conklin house, which yeah. has another sense of that has another sense of history. All it's on. This is, the Conklins, another one of these families like Osborne's, like Hands, that have been in Wainscott for forever. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and I'm I I I apologize. I don't know the exact history of the house, but it is. Um, it did become a special historic landmark uh, designated by the town of East Hampton, which I'm so grateful for because it is like the chapel an icon for uh, for uh, Wainscott. It's right at the head of, uh, at the top of Beach Lane. So whenever you, whoever goes to Beach Lane, you can't avoid seeing this, uh, who goes to the beach, and that which is the main beach in Wainscott, you can't avoid seeing this beautiful house. Yeah, yeah. And again, we, we couldn't, I, I, we can't encourage you enough. These are and I'm leading somewhere with this. There's a method to what there's a method to my madness right now. <laughs> okay. This is these are public roads. So I encourage, and this is a kind of place, Wayne Scott Main Street, uh, for people just going back and forth uh to New York or up island or wherever. This is a destination. You're not gonna pass it unless you make a concerted effort to go to it. I personally recommend a bike or a walk far more than a car, but okay. Either way. It, it really, you'll see everything we're talking about come true. It's the rural character, the lasting beauty, the, 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 just the gorgeous view sheds. Uh, and this is free to the, this is free for you to see on public streets. But as we go further east in Wainscott, the streets are no longer going to be public because if we continue just a little bit further, to the east, down Wainscott Main Street, we're going to enter a very private enclave known as the Georgica Association. And don't try to get in there any time of the year because the very friendly guard at the front of, of the entrance is just not going to let you in. I, I actually happened to speak to him. I'll give you a quick little anecdote about this. Uh, I was... Uh, leading a walk here for the Trails Society in Wainscott last fall. And I took a bike ride over there and I figured I'll sidle up to this guy and, you know, use all of my wily charms and say, hey, you know, I'm leading on this, you know, the East Hampton Trail. And before I got the word trails out, he goes, you're not coming in here. He said it with a <laughs> smile. He couldn't have been nicer. I, you're not coming in. I said, okay, you know, guy can only try. But anyway, can only try. Exactly. We try. We have, you know, we've been in there um, through the Wainscott uh, Heritage Project and uh, Esperanza and her group was nice enough to invite me to participate. But we have gone in to the George Gore Association and there are certainly some things of note. So I'm going to 
give it over to this Wainscott resident to tell us a little bit more about just the whole vibe in Georgica, which is really, it's hard to describe. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it as, I, I always think about it, not so much what is has become now, this so exclusive enclave, gated community, right. um, which not to say that it wasn't always that. Picture that also um, in order to create that settlement in the late 19th century, uh, Wainscott people, the community, sacrificed their direct access, which wasn't, you know, wasn't so direct really, but they used to have like a causeway that went um, like an access over Georgica Pond to get to East Hampton. Wait, so wait that a was a way oh to get God. to East Hampton. So Main Street didn't really end there. Main Street went, you know, went through and it was like Georgica Road. And then you could keep going and you'd have like a little Are ferry you... that you would take to East Hampton. You... you didn't know this. I, I can't believe this. <laughs> I, 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 I cannot believe you've been holding out on me on this. I Now, wait, wait. No, I, I got to wind this back for just one second because I, I can't. Okay, so I'm driving my car. In other words, I'm just uh, I'm waving to the nice guard who's somehow let me in. And so theoretically, tra traveling east on Wainscott Main Street, you went into the Georgia Association and by car, by vehicle, you you would be able to drive to you could there wasn't it wasn't a bridge. You couldn't drive. There was the a bridge at one point and the remnants of that still exist somewhere under the waters of Georgica Pond. It, wow. it was a, a very, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, my memory recalls that it was a very short-lived bridge and there might've been like a little ferry as well at some point, but yes, essentially Main Street extended all the way to Georgia Capon. And from there, a causeway carried travelers across the pond to East Hampton. Wow. Yes. Wow. I, I did not know that. Yeah. And actually when that settlement also was created, and I remember, I think I, I, I'm mentioning this to um, to your preserva trail preservation group on one of the walks was that, you know, now we have Beach Lane, which is our access to the Wainscott's main beach. Mm -hmm. But um, that was actually a road, a beach road that was created because of the settlement. So in other words, there used to be the access to the beach was through what is now the association. And then because that became the association, Beach Lane was created. That's well, that that's now that was news to me, but that's a that's an incredible story. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is a, that but that so, is that is so, a, so that's but when you think about this, I mean, these were all lands that then were purchased over time um, from the locals. Uh, to create this summer colony, as you know, as you were referring to in our other conversation about the, uh, the the summer colonies in East Hampton and Southampton, and this was yet another summer colony of cottages that started popping popping up in the in the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, I think. Um, but you know, there was a little more. I would say exchange between the communities, you know, of of the settlement and Wainscott proper, and that's something that I think is not so much the case anymore. Right. <laughs> I, or I wonder, I wonder about it, and it's unfortunate, you know. That's the thing that has changed because of this sort of exclusivity. 
But uh, going back though, those houses from the 1890s, there's a lot of them that are still in there. And they're amazing. Yeah. And yeah. what's also, I mean, you know, the iconic one that you can see from the beach, which is Kilcare, right. um, which, you know, any ad for real estate features that house as, you know, the sort of the prototypical summer cottage or house in the area. Um, and that, you know, that's a very, very special house that almost requires a whole other conversation. That could be an, that could be an episode in and, in of, and of itself. Its, yeah. Right. Uh, but it is, it is, it, it's an extraordinary oceanfront house and it's built so close to the dunes. It, this house could not be built today uh, where it's currently sited. It, it's, it's, it is one of a kind and it is evocative of a different time. Um, it is. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, and there's only, I think, eight or nine oceanfront houses in Wayne Scott to begin with. There's not many, but this one is this one is within the association. But we'll leave that for another day because that, yeah. that could that could take on that could take on a life. It's it's extraordinary house. But but that I was just going to say that gives you an idea of the rest of the association and what it really looked like back in the day, you know, in the in the 19th century when it first was settled. Um and it was it was really like a place like a really kind of low key place to hang out it, it, for the it, you know primarily white Anglo-Saxon Protestants that came there right <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Yaleys and the Harvard yeah people. I think that's 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 pretty much um, you know that's uh, that we nothing to add i but it, yeah pr pretty much but, but that said anyone who 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 grew up in wainscott even you know in the i don't know probably into the 80s or 90s maybe now but anybody that grew up really back in the day um I, you know the the book by uh jeff Geeman, the kingdom of the kid he yes. talks about going right. into the association and hanging out with the kids in there and yes. hiking around there and so forth and i think unfortunately that's an aspect that has been has been lost. Probably. It, 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 and it still does have sort of the kind of things you, you were referring to. It, it's, it has a little private club at the ocean, which isn't very fancy. It's oh, got, yeah. That pavilion, which was actually rebuilt right. a few years ago, but is not fancy. No, it, it, is, it, it is not. Uh, you know, I would I would almost, I would, and I, I would say the same thing about the tennis courts where you have to wear white, yes. where you have to wear like it's Wimbledon. It's, it's, and I, and I want to be careful how I say this because I'm being incredibly complimentary and I don't want it to come out that it's not, it's sort of ramshackle chic. Oh yeah. Total shabby chic. It's shabby chic, ramshackle chic, ramshackle in a good way. That's, that's the, the that's, that's the vibe. Really, that's the vibe in there. Yep. But there is also a windmill. Yes. And you've nailed it with the tennis courts because it is placed right next to the tennis courts, that windmill. It's a fantail windmill. Oh, it's such a beautiful one, which, as we've discovered, you know, with looking through the history books, originally stood near that general store on hollow road that was wow. called mill hill right oh my yeah. gosh and you know picturing the chapel being moved around so that windmill was moved from mill hill on hollow road across from the school 
It was moved from there to Montauk. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> In the 1920s. And that was, I'm told, this, as so the story goes, that Chansey, who we were talking about, who had the general store, there was the mill was no longer being used. And so one day, apparently, some, you know, the kids would hang on to the to the blades of the mill. And one kid ended up spinning up to the top and falling off and, you know, breaking bones. And, and he said, forget it. It's a liability, this kind of thing. I mean, this was pre, you know, litigation right. all the time days. But still, he said, I don't want this headache. And so he sold it to Lothrop Brown, who was like a U.S. politician, a U.S. representative in government. And Lathrop Brown took it to Montauk and it was on the bluffs there for over 20 years until with World War II, it was, it became a liability yet again, again. apparently. And so Lathrop Brown had it moved to the Georgica Association. And it's been there ever since. And it's been there ever since. And it's actually a National Historic Landmark. I mean, that is on the National Register. Now, of course, the if the unfortunate thing is there is not much public access to this um, for obvious reasons, because it is within the association. However, it's one of, believe it or not, there are still 11, I think I read 11 windmills still on the South Fork, you know, the, yeah. the eastern end of Long Island. So um, this is totally a part of Eastern Long Island folklore, uh, legend, windmills, East Hampton Village, you know, you in the space of uh, under a mile, you'll see you'll see three windmills. Exactly. You know, um, so um, it's it's just really it, it, it's evocative of a certain sense of place here. And um, but this one's really special. Just where it's cited. The Georgia Association in and of itself is 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 just it's just a very special enclave. But it's, you know, now gated communities are a dime a dozen. You know, I, you go up Island or you go in Westchester or any any suburb anywhere in the United States. Uh, that's a selling point, gated communities. This place, this place was gated before gated was gated, before gated was chic. This was this was the original gate. And um, it's it is a it's a vibe all unto itself. Yeah. yeah. It, what What is great is you can see it you can kind of catch a glimpse of this windmill from beach lane that yeah. road that was we were talking about that was created when the association was created um and you can kind of glimpse it through the cornfields of the babinski farm um in the off season let's put it that way because yeah, otherwise it, it's, it's right it's one of these when the, grown when, the, when the deciduous trees lose exactly. their leaves and if you crick your neck in a certain, certain way, way. You, can't <laughs> catch it. you can't catch it you can't catch it but it's um it, it it's I guess if you want to get up close and personal with windmills, go to BB and on Ocean Road in Bridgehampton or go check the three out in East Hampton Village. Uh, this one's going to be a little more of a challenge for you. Yes. But um, it's worth it nonetheless. Or score an invite to somebody in the association and maybe you can get closer to it. But yep. very, very cool place. You know, I. I think, again, we're not going to end up getting to. um back into the Wayne Scott Heritage Project. It's <laughs> part, it, uh, part we, three conversation. Uh, yeah, where we'll be at. as you see at our Hamptons, this is very free form. So um, we, we don't sit here with a, a very rigid outline, which sort of gets very, we sort of get a little 
off. We're sort of, I guess we're sort of going off script without a script. There is no script, but we're going off script from a script. We threw those notes out before we even started. But, but, you know, I mean, I think we could just say with Wayne Scott Heritage Project, you know, we're not, we're so aligned with what the Sewing Society has done, which is maintain those traditions. And that, you know, I think that would encapsulate, you know, we could certainly have a whole other episode, conversation about, about Wainscott Heritage Project and, and how it came about. But we mentioned the little house, um, that 200 square foot structure represents to us in Wainscott, everything that is potentially could be lost, um, you know, to big houses. <laughs> right. uh, and-, and so, yeah, I just, yeah, let's think about doing another conversation we, on we just have that. To, we, we have to, but in the meantime, Wayne Scott Heritage Project does have a fantastic Instagram page. I, I tell everybody about it because I call it a history lesson in an Instagram post because that's really what it is. It's a little history lesson with uh, amazing photography, amazing pictures and imagery and really juicy details of Wayne Scott history. So we will, we're going to post it on the link uh, that you'll be able to get it. And I'll mention that again in the closing, but uh, go to Wayne Scott Heritage Project on Instagram. And yes, we're, we're going to find, we'll find a way to squeeze this into future conversations and get a little bit more into it. But hopefully this whets the appetite because it's certainly, I, like I said, we could just keep on going. <laughs> we, 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 we could keep, we, we could keep on going. And um, if, if anybody is going to wants to lobby us to continue on, on Wayne Scott Heritage Project, we'll, we'll certainly listen. But I have a pretty strong suspicion it'll come up. But there's just there's just so much history and it's we we can't we we can't seem to turn it off here. I, no, just, I know. And especially for these small little hamlets, there is so much history. There, there is just so much. And I I hope I know I sound sometimes over enthusiastic, but this is this isn't it. I just really feel this way. I, I can't I, I can't help it. The, the, the I'm with su- you. Yeah, the, the subject matter just excites me. I just I can't I can't describe it anymore. I just love to talk about it. I I'm fascinated by it. And but that's really how this whole our Hamptons came to be, because we both seem to be simpatico to these issues. And tr- there's you know, really you no. Know, I, yeah. Erwin, you know what I I think to me, and we were kind of touching on this uh, earlier, or, you know, we have done in in past conversations, is that I feel as if when when I'm walking through any, you know, whether it's Wainscott Main Street or East Hampton's historic district, you know, where Mulford Farm is, or the cemeteries, or I feel like it's, I'm living in history. That's the thing that, that is that I think that's what you and I share is that passion for walking in the same places where people historically walked and kind of getting a sense of how life was. And that's, that's what excites us. I don't know. And I think that's how, I mean, historical societies operate this way. You know, you've got to learn from the past to create the present and, you know, and shape the future and so forth. Well, that's, that's, I'm all about that. And, and I think that's what these conversations are about as well. I that's I uh, I I can't really add much to that except to say that's I I do feel the same way and especially when 
we think of the history. And again, one of the other things that we're passionate about in our Hamptons is preservation. And we've spoken about this in prior conversations. Some of the things that we love are disappearing. Some of the things that we love are under pressure and have the potential to disappear. So when you see things like the George Grove Association windmill, uh, like Mulford Farm, and vistas of looking from the Wainscott Chapel across to Wainscott Pond that are going to be there for when your children are adults and my grandchildren are adults, and they're still going to be there. That's, that's my motivation here in yeah. a lot of ways. And that's my hope. Yes. Yes. Well, um, wow. This was honestly, thank you. This was Thanks. really, this was, I, mean, I just, I think we like, I almost wish we could just answer questions from people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that we could always that, benefit that may be, from that, even greater conversations. That may be coming in our Hamptons, but you know, <laughs> we, you know, we are trying to crawl before we walk here, but that may be down the road. Cause um, there's just, um, there's just, there's so much out there and um, so much to protect, so much to preserve, and yes, so much to celebrate. Esperanza, thank you. Thank you, as always, an invitation to everyone to think about these things and share them with us. You know, I think that's the, the thing that we are passionate about and we hope you share that passion too. I second that. Thanks, Erwin. Thank you, Esperanza. Thanks so much for joining us. New episodes of Our Hamptons are released every other Tuesday. Find them wherever you get your podcasts.